Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're reading about Jesus' telling the parable of the rich man and asking ourselves, who owns our stuff? This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? And so it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. My wife and I went out to lunch this week. Nothing fancy or special. We were just at Chipotle. And while we were sitting and eating our lunch at Chipotle, we looked next door to where the Panda Express used to be. Which, by the way, I'm very sad to see that go. I really loved Panda Express. It's actually one of the reasons I moved here. I'm like, oh, they have Panda Express. But anyway... As we were sitting there, we noticed there are workmen working inside the Panda Express, and one of their, their work trailers has the logo of Starbucks Coffee. So I'm pretty sure that there is going to be a freestanding Starbucks where Panda Express used to be across the street from the Starbucks that's in Target. Now, for us, I'm concerned, this is good news. <laughs> because I love me some coffee shop coffee. I drink a lot of this stuff, and as any of you who know me well know, I just really love coffee. But you know, the funny thing about coffee is, I, you know, I didn't used to drink it all, all that much. I probably really started drinking coffee the first time I went to Starbucks when I was in my 30s, so about 20 years ago. Because you know, before that, we didn't have coffee shops. I mean, they're so ubiquitous now that they're building them across the street from each other, the same brand. 
But 20 years ago, we, we didn't have that. To go to a coffee shop meant to go to some like seedy diner with a 50-cent cup of Folgers and some old pie. But now, there's like artisan bakery and stuff and, you know, really like $6 cups of coffee and it's a little insane to be honest. But, but I love coffee, so I'm really happy that this coffee shop is coming. But I don't really want to preach to you about coffee. Starbucks can handle the gospel of coffee. But I want to think, but what made me, what made, that made me think of is that, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have coffee shops there everywhere now. But what other businesses didn't exist 20 or 30 years ago and now are everywhere? My wife and I were talking about this, and the one that really stuck with me was self-storage centers. They're everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's like a self-storage place. Air-conditioned inside, climate-controlled. And no matter how small the town you go to, whether you're way up in the North Country or down in the Southern Tier or out in the middle of nowhere, there's going to be a self-storage center in every village and town in America. And for this is really kind of odd because, you know, in the last 50 years, since 1960, the house, the average house size in the United States, the average new house, has doubled in size. In 1960, the average house was about 1,300 square feet. Today, the average new house that's built is 2,600 square feet. We've doubled the size of our houses. At the same time, the average household size, the average family size, has almost been cut in half. Which, if my math is right, that means there is four times as much space for each of us as there was in 1960. We have so much room for our possessions, and yet... It's not enough. We have to go build more places to put our stuff. Now, I don't really think that Jesus today is, is kind of giving us a, a first century version of Marie Kondo that we need to, you know, get rid of the things that don't give us joy or whatever. But, and I think that for the most part, we can all agree we have too much stuff, right? And if you really want to hear a good sermon on stuff, I recommend you go home and Google George Carlin stuff. Because <laughs> he will say it much better than anything I'm going to come up with. But I don't, I said, I don't really think that Jesus is telling us you have too much stuff. We already know we have too much stuff. Because the clue in this reading from the gospel today comes towards the end. When the rich man who has encountered amazing abundance, has decided that the best thing to do for his abundance is to build more storage for all his stuff, and then to relax and eat and drink and be merry and live off of that abundance forever. And God says to him, fool, this very night your life will be demanded of you. And whose will that stuff be now? So that key to this message, I think, is in this line, because it's not really about that he has abundance. Abundance is a blessing of God. The real problem is, what do you do with that abundance? And when we think back on the history of the people of Israel, we remember when they left Egypt, when they were freed from slavery, and they wandered in the wilderness for two generations before they entered into the Holy Land, the promised land that God was taking them to was a land of milk and honey. 
Now, the thing about milk and honey is we don't make it. Nature provides. Now, the cows and the goats and the bees provide the milk and the honey. All we do is we take a little bit off of the top that the milk of the cows or the goats and the bees don't really need. So God is inviting us into a land of abundance where our needs that he knows need to be met will be provided for. And so we live in a society today that is overflowing with abundance. It's so much abundance that we have to build special places to set it aside. And yet we live in this world with so much abundance and there are people who are hungry. And there are people who are homeless. And there are people who who can't meet their basic needs for food and shelter and medical care and housing. Despite all of this abundance, we as a society, not individually, hopefully, but we as a society are like the rich man. We have taken this amazing abundance that has come our way and we've hoarded it. When God invites us into a land where everyone shares in the abundance. So this message isn't about how do you clear out your house and and find self-fulfillment in simplicity. It's really a message about how do we live with abundance? Whose is our stuff? And of course, the answer is, it's God's stuff. Right? In the, in the old words of the prayer book, when we bring up the offering, we say, you might remember what we say? Of thine, that's right. Of thine own have we given thee. It all comes from God. And the Christian invitation for us is, is to open our eyes and see that abundance and recognize that it's meant for us communally, not individually. And that if we are, in fact, fortunate enough to be blessed with wealth, then our ultimate responsibility as Christian people is to ensure that our neighbors are taken care of. Because the problem with the rich man is, is when he sees the abundance and he sees so much stuff, he doesn't think of anyone other than himself. How can I maximize this abundance for me, is what he says. He never considers his neighbor or those in need or or the needs of his community. And we have created so much abundance in our world that it's actually starting to cause us problems. Right? They, they found plastic at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, like 9,000 feet under the sea. It's littered with plastic. And we're using the natural resources of our planet to the point where we are damaging the ecosystem right, that sustains us. We are doing our darndest to destroy the abundance that God has offered to us. And so aside from our own personal way of life, there is a call to us as community to think about how can we be advocates for the care of creation? How can we stand up and add our voice so that our leaders can hear and understand that that we have a Christian responsibility to care for the environment, 
that we are the stewards of creation, not the owners of creation. And, and not just so that our neighbors can share in the abundance that we experience, but so that the generations coming after us can live in the abundance and not wander through a desert waste. We are at a critical juncture, I think, as a, as a human community where the future is balanced precariously on the scales. It could go either way. We could land, move into ever greater abundance where all of our needs, needs are met. Or it could tip over into devastation where our grandchildren and their children will wonder how could we possibly have been so short-sighted to have deprived them of the abundance of creation. And so, as Christian people, this message that Jesus offers us, this invitation to good news, is an invitation to open our eyes and see the abundance around us, but also to see the need around us and to respond, to not be passive, but to be active. At the end of our service, every Sunday, we thank God for sharing the sacrament with us and we pray to be sent out to the world with courage and strength to do what God has asked us to do. To think not of ourselves first, to not throw up ever larger barns so that we can be heedless of the need around us, but to open our eyes and to share from the abundance that we have once our needs are met, our needs are met. To see that the needs of our neighbors and the generations to come will be met as well to be good and able stewards of this amazing, abundant gift, our earth, that we have been given. Amen.